Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey. Hey, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? It was um, wonderful, I think. I found myself, um, I don't know if your kids did a lot of activities growing up. Mine are into ballet right now. And yeah. so we have, and they're doing the Nutcracker. Oh, and I so know. They, I said the Nutcracker like 600 times. Yeah. Well, My I've, nieces were into ballet. I think by the time I'm done, I will have seen it 600 times as well. <laughs> but, but, but it yeah. is a really sweet yeah, to watch. What are they? Which characters? One of them's a cherub. One of them Aww. is a candy cane, maybe. Oh, that I is think. so cute. I'm not really sure. They they were they did it last year as well, but this is extra. So two hours of my Saturday was spent at ballet rehearsals, mm. waiting for them to be to be done. Uh, tis, yeah. tis the season. Tis, tis the busy season. Tis the busy season. So you'll never find uh, dads feeling more uncomfortable than dads <laughs> at ballet practice. We have the, the the moms seem to know exactly what to do. The dads <laughs> seem to just stand there and just look but around. Come confused. on, put the makeup on, braid the hair. I, I mean, get them in their tutus. They, if I had to do it, I would. I would learn how to do it. But yeah. you know, it's uh, it's it's a little it's a little beyond my scope there. That is so bit. sweet. But it is. It oh, is I can hardly wait to see pictures. Yeah, of them in full very, costume. That would be very, lovely. They're very cute ballerinas. Yes. Well, that, that sounds nice. Um, what did I do this weekend? So we are redoing our floors. Oh, yeah? Yes. That and sounds, so that sounds uh, terrifying. Messy. Yeah. Messy. Well, we're not actually doing the work. We, oh, okay. we found somebody who was really reliable and great to do it for us. But it's like suddenly, you know, once you start a project like that, it just grows. Oh, my god! Because now we're looking at the floors. Now we're looking at the walls going, oh, we hate (laughs) these colors for the last 15 years. You know, and then if you change the colors of your walls, you got to recover the furniture. It just, it it just, 
kind of ex- blooms and explodes like an atom bomb. And then you then you just need to you know get a new house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the time we're done, we'll be like retiring and moving into the second house or something. <laughs> but well, that's awesome. what we're doing. We're awesome. Moving furniture, choosing paint chips, all um, that stuff. That's yeah, so fun. So today, though, we're going to talk about something more serious about yeah. how do people grieve what hasn't been, right? It's paradise lost, oh, you know, yeah. the, the fantasy of what they wanted and, and specifically they didn't gr- get. Yeah, grieving sexual loss. Sexual right? loss. And how that, how that plays itself out in relationship. I think there's like people might hear that and go, why in the world – would we need to grieve sexual loss? Mm-hmm. Right? What does that mean? Right. What exactly does that mean? Because I don't think people want to grieve anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we try to avoid grief as well, much we, as possible. We like to complain and moan, and I mean, in a bad way. We like <laughs> to rail against what you know, how life has cheated us, or right. what we haven't gotten. That, but grieving is something else. Yeah, some something completely else, right? Yeah. I and mean, we 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 do try to avoid it, but if we don't do it. I think it gets us stuck, mm-hmm. right? We we stay stuck in what you never got out of your sex life, mm-hmm. right? And then it diminishes the good that, that, is actually, that is actually there, right? Yeah, so grieving is this process that helps us move past the losses, the, you know, what didn't happen, and then come to more of a present orientation where we can enjoy what we do have. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but do you think we downplay our sexual losses? I think we, we don't give them the significance that maybe they deserve, like just mentally in our minds. And and I think, yes, I think we downplay them. I think people relegate that and say, well, that, that only happened because we were new together or things like that. And And I think it's hard to know, like, is this a loss or is this something that I should keep trying to stretch for and push mm. for? Yeah. You know, people don't can't make that sort of decision of, you know, I've I've pushed enough here. I need to say goodbye to some of these expectations mm. and so that I can enjoy what we do have. Right. What are some sexual losses that need to be grieved? Like what are the things that need to we actually need to go through a process and deal with? Mm-hmm. I think one that I hear is the the expectation of youth. You know, my partner will always look this way, always look this hot. You know, mm-hmm. there's not going to be changes. I'm not going to change. You know, and the truth is we all age, mm-hmm. you know, minimally that we all change. And so there's some grief in not having the partner that you chose in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, just biologically, you know, we change. And so I think there is some, you know, we have to let go of some of the expectations of perfection for ourselves. Yeah. You know, that we should, you know, after three babies should look the exact same thing as, you know, we did before or for our partner. You know, the the stress of working and now they're not working out quite as much or or whatever. How do we – I think that's one expectation. Yeah. The the what is or is not possible type of expectation I think Mm -hmm. as well, right? Because then that limits some things about what may may be possible um, in your sexual relationship. Sure. Right. And possibly fantasies too, that fantasies yeah. that our partner just can't get on board with, things that um, we may have thought would be possible, things we might have been able to explore that all of a sudden um, the window gets closed 
on on that, right? Yeah, I, I think especially one common fantasy is that marriage, in marriage or committed partnership, is um, sex is a green light. You know, we've done all the work. We've done what, you know, we've done all the work to get our partner. So now we're just, it's going to be easy. You know, it's smooth sailing, green light all the time. It's on, man. (laughs) You know, no work involved. Right. And that's not always the case. Or or that if it were natural, this is a good fantasy. If, if, If it were good and natural, we wouldn't have to work at it this hard. Yeah. You know, that fantasy that somehow or another. Sex is easy. Yeah, sex is easy. That is a lie. Right. That is a total lie. Right. But that's that there is a loss of that expectation or that we're going to be a hundred percent in tune completely with our partner on everything on sexual things like sexual desire or where um how often we want it, when what morning, night, when we want it, like that there's gonna be um hundred that we're just gonna be perfectly in sync because we're so <laughs> right. because we're so in love. Right. right? And that's just that extra you know, and, that expectation. And that isn't that that is such a disillusionment that mm. we're not in sync with our partner anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, or even ever, in the, in the I mean, beginning. Can you be? No, I mean 100% is that is that possible? I I don't think so. I think there's an illusion, but I think there's a lot of accommodation that goes on in the beginning. Mm. You know, people do set aside time to basically be in bed with each other. Right. And they're not necessarily, maybe they're in college, you know, they, they don't have jobs and children that they're taking care of and, right. you know, all sorts of other community events. And I mean, aging parents, whatever it is, it's like this, that's their whole focus. So yeah, yeah. they're probably more prime for it. But once you also are coming back onto, you know, into real life and you have other obligations, it's it's hard. Yeah. to to always be up for sex. Yeah. Well, and it, And sex is very important to me, so I, you know, when I say that, I I really am saying something. Yeah. I think I think that's just o- over time we may be more attuned at one time or the other, but perfect perfection. I it, we've said this a couple times, so I don't want to be too repetitive, but I think that's what we hold out in our mind is the expectation that we're that sex is going to be perfect or that it's going to be the best ever, right? Yeah. That it's going to like, each time each time is going to eclipse or be better than the last time, mm-hmm. right? And so like that that mounting that sex is going to um, grieving that loss of those expectations seems like a very important thing to do. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, sometimes people have really stuck fantasies. Mm. You know, it's like they they want a particular something and their partner is just like, I just can't go there. Yeah. I cannot go there. Either it feels wrong to me, it feels bad to me, it hurts, it whatever. Mm. I I'm not going there. And they become entrenched. They in come those entrenched fantasies. in yeah. the fantasy. And this is a real killer because, you know, they have ninety eight percent of what they want. You know they have they have a good sex life. They have a responsive partner, but driving it into the ground, they have to let go of that. Yeah, and and we know that this is hard to figure out which is the thing to pursue and which is the thing to let go. Mm. But I think lowering our expectations to something that's more realistic allows for the possibility of delight. Yeah, you know, it Absolutely. reduces pressure. Yeah, well, and I think that when expectations aren't met and we don't you know, let go of them rather than this, uh, this specific expectations mm-hmm. to like when we're able to grieve them and let them go, then our focus shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Our focus can shift back more toward what we do have rather than what we, 
rather than what we don't have, which is something that that really, really becomes very helpful um, for us. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But recognizing that that shift, like you said, takes the pressure off, but it also focuses in and allows us to enjoy what we do have. Yeah. I mean, and people write in and, and talk to us about all the arrangements that are out there. And since we are committed to fidelity and to helping people who have decided to be monogamous, uh, you know, I, I think we should talk about that this is this is one that we give up, right? Mm. This is one big fantasy of being with other partners that yeah. when we've decided on monogamy, that this is this is what we give up. Can you say a few words about that? Yeah. I mean, I think in the beginning, right, when we're single, mm-hmm. all the sexual possibilities exist. Yes. Right? I mean, they just – I don't know that we may necessarily categorize it that way. But what we do have in front of us is just all all the fantasies that a we bevy. have. Like a bevy the of options. babes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a bevy of babes. All right. I think that should be the title of your next book, <laughs> Bevy of Babes, or possibly of your CD, your right. album. Yeah. Um, I think that there's so many like um, – there's so many possibilities out there. And monogamy forces us to give up the majority of those. Right. It just narrows down the possibilities, not just what our because it has to be what our partner agrees to, but it's also because it's just with this this one person. Right. It narrows down the the variety of others. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen if that's what your commitment is. Yeah. And there's tons of pros to that. I mean, there's not. Yeah. Like, and, we're, and we're talking we'll talk about the pros and we always do. But yeah, I, I mean, mean the, the pros to, to committed monogamous sex. But you have to acknowledge, too, that there's these things that you're giving up, because I think then when you, if you don't. And maybe we talk about come back and talk about how to grieve those after the break. But when you don't give those up, when you don't acknowledge that they're there, right? You're 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 going to be more and more frustrated by it. Exactly. If you if you don't commit in this direction and saying that you that's what you wanted, and you just are sort of let yourself be tortured by all that you're missing, you know, all the possibilities. I, I think that's a, a way to really stay kind of. In tortured arousal all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know? tor- tortured arousal. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of your new book. We've just found it. Tortured, <laughs> tortured arousal. Tortured arousal. Okay. Coming, coming soon. Okay, we'll Lori be Watson. back. We'll be back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy on how to grieve with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Wanting sex again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Matthews, and I want to welcome you to Matthews Counseling. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We believe in people. 
specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At MatthewsCounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. All right, so we're talking about how to grieve sexual loss. Coming back and talking about what people can actually do to begin to grieve some sexual loss in their life, um, right? And I think one of the first things is is that they have to actually recognize what it is they need to let go of, right? What mm-hmm. it is they need to actually grieve, mm-hmm. right? For them to be able to do it. It's Make recognition. the decision. Right. Right. Because one of the first stages of grief, right, is denial. And if we continue to deny that that's that the losses exist there, we're going to get, we're going to stay stuck there, right? Right. So I think that um, there's traditional things in terms of grieving, the death of a partner or going through a divorce. There's traditional stages. Uh, Elizabeth Kulber-Ross, I believe, developed this, and it's kind of denial, bargaining, anger, depression, and then eventually acceptance. Right. And so you're talking about denial, you know, that first just recognizing it, and I think deciding, you know, like, it would be better for me at this point in my life to let this go. Mm. You know, and to just say that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's a decision. It's a decision. And if I lower my expectations, I can see that that might lower the pressure between us. And, you know, eventually that might create more possibility. Right. You know, it's not a pseudo letting go. It's a true letting go. Yeah. Not existing in that space and begin to actually recognize what it is and begin to move forward. Um, with letting letting go as well. Yeah, and it's it's we can't bargain, right? We can't bargain with our partner. Well, I'll stop asking you for sex if you'll start initiating. You know, yeah. that's just more of the same struggle. Yeah, that's, that's just to the that's just more tit for tat, right? Yeah, uh, and trying to resolve something that we really need to to let go of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think you mentioned before too that we do have there's this balance between deciding figuring out what it is we need to let go of and when to keep asking when it becomes a need that we're asking our partner for because there is a balance between those two things right and it's there di- is. it is it's very difficult to figure out which one our expectations are uh, might fall into which category they might fall into right um, but right. Had- is it unrealistic is it unrealistic for this particular partner or is it just something that you know, my partner is so inhibited and I need to encourage them to mm. keep pressing through that. Yeah. Or has my partner explicitly said no to this? Right. That this is not something that they're comfortable with. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but, you know, I had a buddy who really, really, really wanted anal sex and his wife was never going there, never yeah. going there. And it, it was like, why, why would, I mean, he had a really good sexual partner. She... 
liked to do all kinds of things, but he somehow or another felt like he was suffering because he was not going to have this experience. Yeah. And it's like, but he had a partner who had desire, who loved being with him, who was playful and fun and really up for sex most of the time. Yeah. You know, busy with small children and up for sex. And it's like, why would you torture the two of you? I mean, it became very polarizing. Yeah. That was something he needed to let go. That At- I thought he needed to let that go. And I, I'm not saying I'm not anti anal sex. I'm just saying for him and for her, that mm. was that was definitely something he needed to let go. Yeah. On the other side, you know, I hear people sometimes say, well, you're telling me I should just give up my desire for better sex or for more satisfying sex. Right. And that's not what we're talking about, right? That's not if, what we're talking if you about. Feel, if you feel there's a lack uh, that, you're, that your need is not getting met, that's something that you continue to talk about and continue to try to resolve with your partner. Right. right. That or, would fall uh, into the, the other The camp. person who says, you know, well, I'm just not sexual. You know, I just – I guess I just don't want sex ever. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not suggesting to their partner – that they should accept that because I think marriage or committed partnership is explicitly mm-hmm. a commitment toward ero- an erotic life, a body yeah, life. Absolutely. So you can't just let that go. Yeah. I think other things that um, to be able to grieve healthy loss sexually, we have to be able to feel the loss, right? We have to be able to experience the the emotions that come with us. The, the emotions that, that accompany grief are not bad. A lot of times I think people try to push them down or not acknowledge that they're there because they feel like they're negative emotions. But even with this, we have to be able to feel the sadness of not um, being able to, to have that component of our sexual life. Even the guy that you're talking about that needed to give up the expectation that anal sex was going to be a part of their relationship like there's a there for him there's going to be some kind of sadness in giving yeah, that up right sure and maybe even some anger maybe even some frustration but we have to acknowledge that those emotions exist so what do you mean something. when you say feel it i mean don't they always feel it? what could you describe that i mean i think it's acknowledging that the identifying what it is i'm feeling mm-hmm. right and then allow myself to feel that emotion rather than trying to push it off and I also think that requires a partner that is that understands, even if they don't agree with what is uh, – they, they don't want the expectation. They feel like their partner should let it go. But they've got to be okay with the fact that there's emotion that is happening around that, that there's frustration, anger, sadness, um, grief over losing that. So this idea of feeling the loss, I, I think this is something that people who are familiar with meditation and – Mindfulness, understand that, you know, feelings come as a wave, right? To, to let it happen and not resistant is a way to get through painful feelings mm. where we, we actually just, I mean, it seems kind of weird, but we just kind of sit with the anger. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm angry. Mm. I feel that. And feelings don't last forever. No, they are, they are temporary. And I think the different points in, in grief when there are different triggers that trigger those emotions, Right, and if we don't acknowledge that that's happening, that's when we're repressing them or pushing them down, and they they linger. Right, mm-hmm. um, the idea in grief is that those times of uh, when you get triggered become less intense over time, um, and they become less frequent. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, but if you don't experience them when they are intense, they're not going to become less intense. Right, right. Um, I mean, so being able to feel those. I think about you know one of the one of the real painful things that people need to grieve in terms of a loss is sexual fidelity when their partner has transgressed and had an affair and they keep getting triggered over and over again by, yeah. you know, it's, it's, 
you know, if your partner's had an affair, it's like suddenly every television show is about affairs and every politician has an affair and your neighbor every has an affair. Song. And every country song is about, Which an, is affair. about an affair. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy to get triggered. And I think it brings up all that grief. And for in the initial part, it's it's understandable to be enraged and to be hurt and to talk it out with your partner. But in later stages, there has to come a time that you process internally so as to not, you know, if you've decided to go on together, to not continuously throw that in your partner's face. And that mm-hmm. means the person who was injured has to do some of that feeling work on their own, you know, grieving the fact that, you know, it's it's changed. Right. Their sense of trust has changed and they have to feel it and let it go as they rebuild trust. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's just tough. And and some people ask me, well, are you just asking me, you know, I'm not the one who did this. You're just asking me to swallow it. I'm s- no. Swallowing emotions and feeling them are really different things. Yeah. Feeling is giving ourselves permission to say, I feel enraged. I feel hurt. I feel grief at at this change in our relationship and in our sex life it's sitting with it i I, i'm not sure how but i mean it's almost like it's not judging it or rationalizing it we do that all the time with our emotions we say oh i shouldn't shouldn't be be feeling this this way or i should be be over it right yeah and i think that really that really shortcuts what we're talking about feeling your emotions is going okay i feel angry period full stop Mm -hmm. like not not um I'm not trying to either over overstate identify. it or mm-hmm. yeah or over identify with it, but not un, um, under identifying it with it either. Mm-hmm. Like it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that does give us some space. Absolutely, just sitting with it. You know, first of all, we we realize it's a wave. You know that it comes and goes in terms mm-hmm. of strength. Yeah, we're not we're not permanently angry. Yeah, you know we can be distracted. We can get through it. We can. We can move through. Sometimes feelings only last for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not perpetually hurt. Right. Well, and I think within if our spouse is able to to validate those emotions and be okay with them, we can move through them faster as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it, the the example that we keep using of the the couple that you're talking about, where he wanted anal sex and she did not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for her to go to look at him and go, "Well, you shouldn't be sad that I'm not giving you anal sex." Like that's invalidating his emotion, even if she can't understand it. From her perspective, it's an, it's a no starter anyway. So there's no yeah. sadness on her part yeah. at all, which is okay too. But she has but to if be it's able your to partner's say, fantasy. Yeah, you can say yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, you know, and and being okay with their the emotion that he's experiencing would be right. important. I think if we push through this, Lori, and are able to to feel those, I think it leads us to a greater acceptance of our spouse and who they really are, mm-hmm. which I think is really important when we talk about grieving. Um, these sexual losses is that we have to begin to accept who they are, who they are sexually, um, while we still encourage them to grow and to stretch, right? Right. So I think that it's if you're the spouse of a, of a person who feels sad that they, you know, you won't go with them in a certain place, being sympathetic to that, you know, I, I think it the, the risk is if you're the spouse is okay, if, if I give an inch, right, mm-hmm. and if I'm sympathetic, they're going to expect me to do something right. about it. And I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But it's like empathy and care and acknowledging their losses in this, even if you find it, you know, personally anathema or immoral or 
you know, hurtful or whatever, I, I think we can still say for you, this is mm-hmm. a real loss. Right. And so if you're the person who is grieving, um, one way is to switch your attention, right? Yeah. A- after you have felt it and, and been in it is to switch over to attending to the good things in the sex life. Yeah. What is good between us? Yeah. What is going well? What is it that we're really strong at? Um, and I think that there's there's a level of being grateful for that too, grateful for the good things that are a part of um, your sex life, which really allows you to to focus on something that can grow and can be can continue to um, be better. Even if you're only grateful for there's something small or it feels small to you mm-hmm. that you can be be grateful for. It's a start. It's a start, and that that can get bigger over time, right? Sure. And it can be something that can grow. Sure. So what are you grateful for? <laughs> I, I'm grateful for a man who has a sense of humor. Yeah. You know, because every encounter, no matter what happens, it's awkward or what, you know, however it is, he has a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Always makes me feel good. Yeah. I think I, for, for me, I am grateful for a wife who is willing to talk and have conversation about it. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't sh- She doesn't shy away from that. Um, and is I'm I'm grateful for that as a part of our our life as well I love that okay you're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy about how to let go of the disappointment in your sex life and move forward to have what you can have how to grieve the losses sexually and this is your sex therapist Lori Watson and your couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.